Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Hi and welcome to Blockchain Beat. My name is Ana Paula Picasso and today we're gonna talk about crypto as a service. I'm here with Bruno Diniz. He's a fintech advisor, best-selling author, and also managing partner of Spiralen. Hi, Bruno. It's a pleasure to be here and to and to talk about this such a interesting topic. And uh, I think the your audience is going to like it. Yes, yes. I've actually been reading a lot about crypto as a service, and the reason I invite you to the podcast. Because you're Brazilian, and I'm Brazilian, so, and many Brazilians here, but it's not just because of that. But you wrote a very good article about fintech trends, and one of the trends you mentioned in your article is crypto as a service that is going to be, in your opinion, is going to really kickstart in 2022. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that's one of, you know, that's their something like seven different uh, trends that I wrote in my article for Exami, which is which is a Brazilian uh, magazine, which I, I have a column there. Um, and, uh, and, and and my next article is going to be uh, a deep dive into crypto as a service that's going to be released soon. Perhaps uh, probably is going to be released by the time this podcast uh, is going to be released. Um, yeah, I'll, put, I'll make sure I'll put the links in the show notes. So... Oh, Bruno's, all your articles are there. And, and in English, I, and I'm going to translate it to English as well. So I think it's going to be good to, you know, for people to to read it uh, along with uh, hearing this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And so I just want to kickstart the conversation, Bruno. What is crypto as a service for people that maybe heard about it, but are not too familiar with with the concept? Because it's quite new. Well, we are in a as a service world right now, right? Uh, we have software as a service. I, I, I pretty much uh, believe that most of, or if, if not any, all of your listeners uh, have used it uh, already, uh, some some kind of software as a service. They are in in, in our daily, daily life, so that's 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 one thing. And uh, we've been witnessing recently also the phenomenon of um, of banking as a service. So basically, with this possibility um virtually any 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 company can become a fintech for example uh, so if you are a, a retailer using a, a banking as a service provider you can start offering some specific uh financial products for your clients so along with your regular uh, core products you can also uh you know uh, offer different financial products and and that that's something that I, I also wrote in my latest book, which is uh, the new financial logic. It's not yet translated, um, but it, it it tells about the old logic that we used to have was to um, you know to buy and to acquire uh, financial services uh, you know with with companies that carries this label of a financial service provider, but now. We can start, uh, you know, banking with uh, companies like Apple, for example. They got Apple Card. Uh, you have um, retailers. Walmart is is also uh, tapping to the strand. So uh, we have a brand new world. Is this what people call embedded finance? Yeah, yeah. Embedded finance is is the act is when you start putting these offerings. But the company that the, the company that enables it 
it's is is the banking as a service provider so that that's one thing and and out of that you you start embedding financial products that's one trend then we we are seeing now uh the next step of that i would say that's the next evolutionary step of that which is crypto as a service and and the good, the interesting part of this of, of it is because as the uh, financial infrastructure uh, is start to to modernize uh we, we are seeing also um this possibility of putting and 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 start offering crypto related services for for the clients so uh the very basic form of doing that uh which some of the crypto as a service providers do uh is enabling other companies to start trading uh bitcoin ethereum and, and other crypto so um, and, and, and in this space, we have a company called Paxos. Uh, Paxos is a, is a crypto as a service provider. They, they position themselves as a, a blockchain infrastructure company. And they basically uh, are behind, for example, the case of PayPal. So PayPal, uh, they enable their clients to trade crypto. And it's all, uh, they, all, they can do that because of the technology of Paxos which provided crypto as a service, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually PayPal, you know, was all over the news and people were speculating, is this the time of crypto mass adoption, et cetera, et cetera. And, but Bruno, um, so far we are still in the beginning of 2022. So what's been happening with crypto service up to now and what you see happening in 2022? Nice. Um, what happened is that many uh, traditional companies from the crypto space started, um, you know, creating B2B divisions. So they started like uh, they have the regular, you know, uh, trading uh, platform that they, they, they used to offer, like the crypto exchanges. And they are also evolving into getting all this accumulated experience and expertise they have in, in crypto and start selling that as a service as infrastructure to other to other folks. So uh, we have, for example, Bitstamp, uh, another player that works in the space that started their services like like as a as a, a crypto exchange and now they are providing crypto service. So that that's how it goes. We have three types of uh, animals in this field. So we have the we, we have the, the traditional exchanges they're they're starting to uh, sell this capability as a service. We have the brand new players. Uh, they're coming. There's, uh, they're coming. For example, uh, um, uh, players like Moonpay. Uh, Moonpay is doing is doing that. We have uh, Ramp uh, Network as well. They are also doing that. They're new newcomers. Uh, and then we have uh, the traditional players that that came from the banking as a service field. So they already provide like regular traditional. Financial products enable that that offering for like players in many many different segments, and now they are um, you know putting that uh, crypto product into their portfolio. So I, I believe that that, that covers the three different types of of, of ways uh, that some new companies are coming to, into this into this space. Uh, it's happening in all over the world. Um, I think it, that. In, in that tends to accelerating the future as well. Yeah, yeah, you said it's happening all over the world. And it actually brings me to my next question, which is um, emerging markets. Do you see crypto as a service 
more prominent in emerging markets? Or what's what's your opinion around that? Because we talk a little bit about embedded finance. I know it's something is a trend within fintech, especially in emerging markets. I have another podcast about emerging markets, by the way. Nice, nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I said, is a trend in emerging markets. Companies they are not a financial service provider, like you mentioned, Walmart or Rappi, the delivery food delivery service offering financial products. With crypto as a service, is it the same trend or do you think it's more globalized? Yeah, I believe it's pretty much globalized. When you see the the banking as a service phenomenon, so we have the providers in the from the point of view of the providers, uh, that grew exponentially all over the world. So and 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 from that we saw the trend of embedded finance as as we, we talked about. But now we are seeing uh, also the rise of uh, crypto as a service providers that could can, that that can come from this three different uh, spectrum here, uh, you know, uh, uh, parts of the spectrum, uh, and also we are start seeing um, this kind of uh, possibility. Many companies embracing uh, the possibility of uh, okay, I already have like a current account for my you know a checking account for my client. I already have. A, uh, um, a credit card and uh, you know and, and, and all of that and then now I'm going to, to, to take another step which is okay what what if I start uh, um, delivering crypto offerings so that that that's that's something and for example taking Brazil uh, as an emerging market uh, and as an example we have here the case of 99 so um, 99 is uh, a mobility startup. It's it's uh, a company which the, the parent company is Didi from from China. So basically, is a, a rival to to Uber. Um, and they have another app which is connected to 99, which is called 99 Pay. Uh, is their fintech app. So they have already a checking account there, uh, and, and 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 they are about to put a credit card. And uh, last year, 2021, they um, started offering a possibility for clients to, to buy crypto in-app. In so they can start with 10 Brazilian reais up to 10,000. But does it work like a crypto wallet or you can just buy and trade within the app? Because yeah, I don't know if you're familiar... Yeah, that's the point. Because I don't know if you're familiar with Revolut. It's very big here in Europe. They do offer cryptocurrencies, but you can only sell or send to people within the Revolut app, for instance. Yeah, it's it's all in app. So they are they start giving exposure to crypto, um, but it's something that's going to evolve in the future because some of the players are also. Uh, creating and, and and that's the cool part of that when you talk about infrastructure because there are some players that started uh creating for example wallets for those players so uh they may start with uh in-app trading feature and that can escalate to you know you have your own wallet so it's 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 an evolutionary step as i mentioned so uh and the, the and the thing is for example uh some of the executives for 9090 pay they said that they, they, one of the main reasons why they are uh, putting crypto uh, possibilities of, of buying and selling crypto in-app is uh, to uh, increase the engagement of, uh, of, of, of the customers because 
uh, once we, they have, um, um, you know, the crypto in, uh, you know, inside the app, they're going to check, you know, their apps at least once uh, a day because they want to see how, because it's, you know, you have the ups and downs of, of, of Bitcoin, specifically Bitcoin that they enable. So, and then you see that every time they're checking and every time they're checking, they are going to check the, the other aspects of the app. And, 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 and it tends uh, that, you know, that, 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 that they're going to increase the usage. So that's, that's another, another angle. And, the, and behind all of that, we have uh, Foxbit. Foxbit uh, is a, a Brazilian player that uh, also is one of the biggest exchanges in Brazil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and one of the pioneers uh, here. So and 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 they are uh, they they are now focusing a lot in B two B offerings, and uh, this this project with ninety nine and DD was a case for them. So and and that's the the case of. A player that came from the field that accumulated a lot of experience and, and that can solve everything from the back office operation of, of trading crypto, report that to regulators, report that to the government, and uh, and they just you know plug uh, into um, into other companies through APIs uh, and, and and start uh, uh, trading and they and also they help on. Um, making you know the interface uh, for the app and things like that. So uh, I, I believe that that's going to to happen uh, uh, more frequently going forward for sure. I want to talk about regulations. For instance, in the case of Brazil, is a very regulated market, which is a, could be is a good is an advantage in some ways. How is the regulation? Does regulation as crypto as a service different from country to country? Or do you know more about some countries a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of regulation? Well, <clears throat> well, we have um, you know many different um, regula regulatory approaches when you when you when you see the different countries. So, uh, for example, in the U.S. right now we have some parts of, of it that 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 is regulated, uh, and Paxos uh, they 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 made it that very clear on their website. They say that. Um, we uh, provide regulated regulated crypto offerings. So I pretty much believe that we are in a time now where we are closing the gap between the traditional market and the crypto economy, the crypto market. So um, and uh, and that's going to happen uh, also through there is a regulatory component on that. So that's going to 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 happen. Uh, um, you know, it will need regulatory um, advances as well. We are about to see something in, in, in the U.S. So there are some, of course, many gray zones on, on, on that, but there are some spots which uh, players like Paxos and others are, are navigating. Um, so if, if, if we're talking basically about providing this possibility of, of trading, and, you know, crypto, and it's all in app, so the custody is going to be with, with, with the, 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 the crypto as a service provider. So it's pretty straightforward. Uh, as we go forward, I think every country is going to have a different approach. In Brazil right now, we are discussing a regulation. Uh, it's it's already on Congress. Uh, definitely, we're going to have something this in this uh, uh, first semester here. So in the next months, we're going to see something uh, in Brazil. Um, but that's that's the point. I think, uh, as I mentioned, to to see more advances in that uh, as the the traditional markets and the crypto markets start to merge 
um, we're going to have like other um, other things along the way to 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 think about. And also, it's important to to say that uh, on top of that, we also see all the development of CBDCs and, and things like that. And so the the, the governments start to uh, you know, see and perceive others' movement in a different way, uh, and uh, and I think in the end that uh, that all you know adds up to you know unlock possibilities in the market and uh, and to start in this merging process. Yeah, I really like what you said. I think also you wrote on your article the gap between the traditional finance and cryptocurrencies or the crypto finance are closing. And the lines are going to be more blurred between those two, hopefully. And um, yeah, so having said that, Bruno, what do you see happening in the future? I know it's, especially with crypto, it's hard to predict things like that. But with crypto as a service, what do you see happening in the next few years? I, I believe that's the big uh, entrance door for um for people, for customers, because what, what we gotta have in mind here is because um, the crypto space is complex for most people, and uh, and 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 the premise of you being your own bank, uh, it's it, it it it's it's a blessing and it's also a curse for some people because um, why is that? You know, because at the same time you have the possibility. It's it's. Um, uh, you 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 are free. You you live in a decentralized uh, world and way. But for the other side, you don't have uh, uh, you know the problem the the, the um, I would say advantages uh, of of having another interface to some somehow protect you in in some some instance. For example, if you are your own bank, if someone robs you, they are robbing the entire bank. So that that's that's another thing. That's the thing. Um, uh, so when you're as as the the crypto space matures, we're going to start having other services like crypto custody and all of that that would put, for example, layers for people, preventing you to be, for example, robbed and and someone taking all your money, for example, because you know you 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 own the bank, you have the keys to the to to the the vault. So that's that's the point. It's um, we we that the crypto space is not is not that easy. When you look at all the other advances like DeFi and all of that, um, you know it's still very complicated for 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 most people. Um, if you send money, you know if by mistake you send money to someone that's not the person that you want to send, it's gone. Uh, there is no recourse for that. And uh, in the traditional markets, you have so. What I mean to say is that uh, there are layers of complexity, and and there are things that for most you know users of the traditional markets they are going to feel like it's awkward. Um, and and what are we seeing right now is the the you know the simplification of that. So many companies are trying to aim that. Even the possibility, for example, for if you are a crypto hardcore fan or if you already have uh, your wallet and things like that. Uh, for sure, in most cases, it, it, this possibility of buying crypto uh, with a mobility app like 99, it won't be for you because it's going to be in app. It's going to only lead you to exposure, but not having crypto, uh, you know, uh, per se. So that's 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 the case here. Um, and we are starting to see more and more uh, possibilities of companies creating layers of 
that's going to make all this wood less complex. Uh, so that's how I see the future going forward. Uh, and another thing to add on top of that is that uh, it's going to start that like this. Then as people start to feeling, okay, I understand the dynamics. Now I want like uh, evolved uh, services. And we are going to a direct direction of like Web3, uh, NFT, uh, DeFi, Metaverse, all of that. That's going to start, you know, merging with all the different things that already live today. So decentralized organizations. Uh, and the entrance door for all of that is, um, is the very possibility of you owning crypto because uh, is, that's the fuel of uh, this brand new world. So either if it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana or whatever. Uh, so you, make, you, you need to make the transition from fiat money to, um, to crypto. Uh, is, and, and, uh, and, and, and as this uh, all uh, advances, we are going to see more entrance stores that's going to be provided provided not only by, you know, crypto exchanges that uh, are still uh, a little bit complex for, for some people, um, but now for like any other kind of brand that you are, have a day-to-day -day routine with, with, with it. And uh, is there anything else you want to say, Bruno? I was thinking we still have some time. Maybe we can pick one other fintech trend you want to mention apart from crypto as a service or if it's something related to crypto as a service well um i believe that the ecosystem you know talking about closing the gap between uh, uh, the traditional markets and crypto markets um i think there is a you know we already seen um many derivations of that uh, like an expansion of of, of this ecosystem with research uh, houses that focus on crypto. You know, there are traditional uh, re research companies that used to like do research on stocks. They are doing research on crypto. Um, <clears throat> we have also uh, hedge funds. We have, for example, ETFs Here in Brazil. We're, we're getting very popular. So it's, it's expanding. And it's crazy to see how, you know, uh, something like crypto that was, uh, you know, hated by, in, in, by banks and other players start getting embraced by, by them because there's a not, I believe there is no other way um, for advance if you're, if you're not going this way. So uh, the market is, is starting to understand and creating uh, uh, at first, you know, versions of, of what we see here traditionally, just like, okay, uh, it's pretty obvious. It's like the low hanging fruit to have like a research house focused on crypto or a, a crypto division inside a bank. Uh, so that's, that's the usual stuff. But I believe as, as, as all of that progresses, you're going to see like decentralized uh, autonomous organizations uh, that can even like buy, buy uh, like NFL teams, like something that we're, they're in the news today so um we start seeing uh all, all those things combining and and taking different forms and shapes um and and, and altering our day-to-day -day reality and, and and even when you talk about decentralized finance i i pretty much don't know because how it's going to evolve uh because that that in many cases that that all that just you know take the bank 
out of the equations. So, so that's that's the thing. We are just seeing a possibility of not having that, and instead of a bank, we have a code, we have a protocol. Um, so, so that's 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 another way of thing that I know that at a certain instance the market's going to embrace it. But when you there is a line that when it's crossed. I really don't know what's going to happen. So uh, I think and, no one knows, bro. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no and, one and, else. And, and, and I'm intrigued, intrigued to, to to understand how it's going to 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 you know go uh, and 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 how the market's going to react and the status quo is going to be impacted. Um, so that that that's the funny thing. And and we are in the process of like bringing more and more customers to this reality. As they you know cross the line of and, and they transport themselves from uh, a fiat-based life into a crypto economy, so we are in the era of crypto, uh, yeah, the crypto economy. And uh, yeah, and I've 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 been seeing lots of uh, crypto as a service startups popping up in my LinkedIn feed, in my Twitter feed. So there's definitely something happening there. And now it's time for you to talk about your journey. Bruno, how did you end up being a fintech advisor? And also talk about your company, uh, Spiralen, that, uh, just for people to know, is a innovation consultancy firm focused on fintech based in Sao Paulo. And so how did you end up in the fintech space? Well, I came from the traditional market. So uh, I, 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 I worked in, in, in different banks. Um, so I came from the investment banking world. Um, but I, I've been always very interested about, about tech. So since um, 2010, I've been involved with uh, many of the startups events, the startup community uh, in Sao Paulo. Um, and uh, as time passes, I, 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 I also knew some people about that they're, they're doing the very first, you know, fintechs in, in Brazil, for example. And I start seeing that, uh, you know, I was only in the startup events and then we start seeing a verticalization of that. So mm-hmm. it's not only about startups, it's about startups that are focused on, on finance startups focus on education so uh in the middle of this process i i took some vacation from from the bank i was working and i i traveled you know different parts like singapore like um like the uk and 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 san francisco new york and i i I saw that okay this fintech trends coming to brazil uh some 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 people are doing like uh uh, startups focus on finance, but they didn't label themselves as uh, fintechs. Um, and then after that, I knew um, an organization uh, which back then was called Next Bank, and they changed the name to Next Money. And they they did exactly that. They they used to foster the, the fintech community in different parts of the world. So I I asked it to represent them. I started representing them in 2014 did the first fintech event in the country and then i said okay uh, i think my path is now no longer in the traditional finance so i start do- doing that way i founded my own consultancy firm uh and after that i started uh you know uh, uh teaching fintech in in in, in some places like fgv uh, fundação getulio vargas in brazil uh in their 
fintech course, and then uh, at at um, University of São Paulo USP um, MBA courses, which I still uh, teach there. Uh, writing articles, uh, I wrote two books on that. Which the first one is the fintech phenomenon, and the the second one is the new financial logic. Both are not yet translated. Um, and my company, Spiralin, is basically an innovation company. We work with uh, incumbents, with big players in the in the financial field, helping them on innovation strategy on how to understand this market, how to navigate uh, the the different possibilities we have in this brand new world that fintechs presenting us. Uh, and we also work with um, governmental bodies, uh, most international ones like the. Government and government of UK, Canada, Hong Kong, uh, Peru, uh, and 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 places like this to help them on understanding what's going on here in Brazil and also uh, creating some um, report and studies around around that as well. Great, yeah. So once you're in fintech and crypto, you never leave. To sucks yeah. you in. It sucks you in. And if people want to know more about. Spiralin, what's the best way to contact you? LinkedIn, I know you're very active on LinkedIn, sharing your content there. Yeah, yeah, I think LinkedIn is the is the place to go. I also have my Twitter account, which is Bruno E V Denise uh, with Z in the end. Um, yes, I'll the... put the link is in the show notes. Yeah, so people can go and follow you. And... Yeah, I I use mostly uh, Instagram. Um, uh, Twitter and, and LinkedIn. So that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure I put all the links in the description. And you can guys you guys can go and follow Bruno. So thank you, Bruno. It was a very good explanation and overview of crypto as a service. And good luck with your book. And I hope you get it translated to English so you can come back and do a, another episode. For, yeah, thank you, and uh, we, we're working on that. Let's let's see if uh, it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, soon. let's hope so. Bye. Okay, perfect. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to know how blockchain PI can help your business grow, just go to www.blockchainpr.online. <laughs>